Welcome to Three Idiots Talk. Welcome to Three Idiots Talk Sports. I am Zach. I'm here with Spencer and Jay. Boys, how's it going? Happy Hello. Leaf, Happy Leaf Erickson Day. Happy Leaf Erickson Day, Squidward. Dinga dinga Durgan. Um, boys and fans of all ages, this uh, episode is officially brought to you by Life Fuels. Let's go! Hey, they're back. Life Fuels. And three idiots talk sports have decided to join forces once again. Um, and we have a offer for you that's better than the first offer. 15% off your entire purchase with the code three idiots. Dude, 15% off right now. That is a great deal. Everything on the on this on the website is on sale. Go and get yourself a bottle. Use our code. Share some love. Please, we appreciate it. Um, thank you, Life Fools, for uh, want, uh, coming back to us. Or letting us come back, I guess. Um, so, uh, shout out to them. Um, but first, as well, um, go to our, our social medias. Follow them. Three to Talk Sports. Anywhere you can find us. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And that is it. We, we we like life fuels. We do love life fuels. Yeah, life fuels is awesome. I like um, it a lot. I uh, yeah. I mean, what can we say there? It's an amazing, amazing brand. Uh, there's a new ad. It's in the middle of our ads there now. Uh, if you remember, Spencer was doing our old ad for life fuels. Um, but they they wanted a new one, so we're getting a new one ready, uh, made up yeah. and going. Um, so after the break, you'll see you'll listen to the to the our original our you know normal ads. With my anchor ad, Spencer's Life Fuels new ad, and then Jay's ad. Get to listen to the silky smooth tones of my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's cool to be back in with Life Fuels again. I mean, we never technically like separated. No. They no. just they're under new uh, management. Mm-hmm. We'll go with, and uh, we just had to redo the previous thing we had going. Yeah, that's exactly what I told them. I was like, listen, I I, I know you guys were gone. Um, I know you guys like you when you guys came back. You know, I didn't want to like force force it. Like, hey, hey, what's can I can we like come back? So we still like once you guys came back, we we started repping it again. You know, we used our old stuff and just talked about it. You know, and he was like, awesome, that's cool, and and yeah. So welcome back, life feels pretty pretty excited to have you here. So, um. With that being said, let's talk about some sports. You guys are talking just talking about the uh, combine. Um, Is there... so go ahead and talk about the combine. I do got to step away for a second and get grab something to my wife. So you guys talk about the, what's going on with the combine so far. I'll be back in about five, two minutes. Well, Jay, why don't you tell the people what you just told us? So just saw it on uh, ESPN and pop up on my phone. Chris Olave, the Ohio State receiver, ran a four two six, which just... is absurd. And the funny yeah. thing about Chris Olave, I think I talked about it either last podcast or maybe two weeks ago. For whatever reason, out of all the bigger name receivers, he's been the one that's been sliding. I've been seeing him falling into the second round in some mock drafts. It's not happening now. Um, I don't think he'll be the first receiver taken. I still think it'll be uh, Garrett Wilson or um, Drake London. Landon, but yeah. uh, he's definitely put himself up there. Yeah. 
back up yeah, there, I should say. That's just it's just that's just a, a nutty forty time. But it's weird. There's been a lot of really good forty times in the combine uh, this year. Like yeah, uh, a receiver bunch. from uh, Baylor ran a four two one, which is like point zero one second away from the tying the record. I think. God. I'm on Twitter looking at all the people reacting to Olave's forty, and Ant Wright goes, "There's a, there's a defensive coordinator who put a linebacker on him." <laughs> yeah. Oh God. That's just nuts. Like, and then that Baylor receiver ran what was it a four that four two one like you said. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of guys I watched earlier ran like a like four three twos. That's just nuts. So are we just is it just um is it just forties now or? No, they're doing all the on-field drills now. Okay. Okay. Uh, today was QBs, wide receivers, and what else was it? I'm not sure. Um. Okay, let's let's talk about the big elephant in the room with quarterbacks. It's it's I don't okay. This was a big thing last year too, two years ago as well with the hands. I mean, does it, does it matter? Is hand, are hands really like how big your yes. hand is. Yes, it does kind of matter because you look at Jared Goff with small hands and he has trouble uh, mm-hmm. receiving snaps. It does affect you, and it and it affects you when you're like getting taken down by defensive ends and holding on to the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I think uh, like Joe Burrow has nine inch hands and people were concerned about that. It hasn't affected him, but like Kenny Pickett's got super small hands. Like he's under nine inches. It's yeah. He's at like eight and a half. And that that's actually better because there was rumors saying he likes seven and three quarters. Yeah. Which is absurd, which I still think Kenny Pickett's the best QB in the draft, but. I think he's the best quarterback right now coming out of the draft. I don't think he'll be the best. He'll have the best career. Who do you think has the best career? I think uh, Willis has the best potential. I think depending on where Matt Corral goes, he could have the best career. Do you yeah. think, you think uh, Pickett's draft stock's going to go down now that with his baby hands that people are calling him? No. No. It's, someone's going to get desperate, and they'll, they'll, they'll take him. I, th- I think he's cl- I think he's the best uh, best pro ready quarterback, um, out of those crap out of those quarterbacks there. So I still think he's going to Pittsburgh. I think that would be a perfect fit for him. So, you know who could be an interesting like mid round QB is Carson Strong. Oh yeah, yeah. I, do- I think he'll be a day two quarterback, like second round pick, third mm-hmm. round pick. Yeah. Hmm. He's a you know, big guy, big arm. So I guess mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Didn't have a great senior day, but rumors were he he rumors was he was a little hurt. Yeah. Or he's playing through something. Um, I'm watching Malik Willis throw right now. Is that, what is that on CBS? Good. NFL Network. Yeah, it's not nationally televised. Makes sense. I guess like people are just like sh- shitting on it, you know, like with the combine. Yeah, it's it's not really a made for television thing. So no, it's not. I don't know why people are pissed about it. Like it's, it's one not of those supposed to be entertaining. Yeah. No, it's one of those things that like only fucking sickos like us like to watch. Yeah, right. I do. I love. Even I, I, I don't. 
I don't even watch it. I just look at the reactions on Twitter, really. Yeah. yeah like, I, I mean, I, I got, I signed up for the free trial of the NFL, like whatever it was earlier. Cause I was in my car. I just sit in the parking lot for a half hour and I had nothing else to do. So, I mean, that's the only reason I did that. But uh-huh. plus, I mean, it's nice to like get a look at some of these guys for the podcast and just for my own curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, uh, uh... Oh, the quarterbacks are going right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm flipping over to the Michigan game now. Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> it's my remote. Um, but uh, you know, I I think the Never combine mind. it actually is beneficial. Um, well, of course it's beneficial. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't. I, but but a lot of old ex players, a lot of uh, players that are still in the league, are just saying like this is the, the stupidest week. To have yeah. and um, a lot of the yeah, lot it's of... not that it's it's not the end all be all and maybe like most of the drills are outdated but it's you still this is the chance for you and you get to interview and see a lot of players right exactly right. and that yeah I agree 100 percent like it, it doesn't do the former players any good but it there's a reason why it's still a thing the NFL wouldn't spend money on it if it was useless well I didn't know that it was outside uh people working doing it and then the nfl just kind of have their like name on it you know I the didn't, nfl I didn't know sets that. it up right but they have coaches who aren't um a part of the league right now run it right hmm. that's, but yeah, it's I, still an nfl event that. that's cool um combine's fun i love watching the 40 40 is my favorite just because you know uh, who said? Who, who was saying? I think it was Pat McAfee. I think he said it earlier this week or something. I don't know. He said uh, uh, the forty is gonna make a break your career. You know, like it's what people look think about it. And uh, it, no, the forty, the, the forty is important because it can make or break your draft stock for uh-huh. a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, the forty really the only position I think that it really correlates to success is like offensive linemen. I mean, you see a lot of receivers who aren't like super fast that can they still have really good NFL careers. I mean, yeah. like, Anquan Bolden was never fast, but he oh, was yeah. a really good receiver. Yeah, that's good. It's a good comparison. Just, I like that. Just one example. I mean, like Michael Pittman's not the fastest guy ever, but he's a really good receiver. True. It's so true. Yeah. So yeah. It um it's just it's just funny to see people like, oh well. Your your draft stock goes slow. It goes low because you're not that fast. You're slow, so right. um, you know that's what it is. But all right, cool. Done talking Dude, about that. This. Would, what? So I'm watching the ticker on NFL that uh, NFL Network. Yeah, and it has the uh, the Patriots selecting that linebacker from Utah at number 22. And if that happens, that's going to be so dumb. Why? Because he's that line. That kid from Utah is insane. Oh, you mean he's going to fall that low? I don't think he will. I think What's he's going to be top 15, uh, Devin Lloyd. Lloyd, yeah. Yeah, he's insane. He's a just really good playmaking linebacker. What do you have him? What do you, where do you think he's going to go? You think he's going to go top 10 or? I, top 15. Hmm. I think he's, he just seems like he's too athletic to not, to not go that high. Unless, like, these other teams, like, fall in love with people, take a, other teams take QBs, and, yeah, I don't know. Pick linemen that nobody's heard of, yeah. Usually happens in the mid round. Yeah, there. desperation really. Uh, you you see it a lot. Exactly. Also, saw free agent that uh, and hear me out now. Let's bring back Quandre Diggs. 
Um, I don't know why he'd come here. I mean, maybe now that the uh, old regime is gone. He's definitely going to be looking for a playoff team. He liked it in Detroit. I don't know, man. Yeah, but doesn't he? I, I thought he, he, yeah, doesn't he want to go play for the playoff team? I, I'm sure he'll probably go to Dallas or somewhere like that. Oh, gosh. I hope not. I remember, remember, remember when they said uh, Russell Wilson was too short? Remember, remember when they said Drew Brees was too short? Yeah. I look at those two. That's why I Bro, think there's height doesn't matter anymore. Look at yeah, Kyler Murray. He's exactly. Like four foot eleven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look the... at Kyler Murray. He's about to get ran out of Arizona. He's gonna run himself out of Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Let's talk about that because uh, the coach, uh, Clisberry, just got a massive, massive uh, extension. I don't agree with it. Okay, that and that's the thing. Do, I now, don't, I don't do, think he's earned it. Right. Do you think he should have paid the quarterback first or him first? Uh, they should have paid Murray or him? Or, well, know? obviously, they. it was between those two, and they're choosing the head yeah. coach. I Like I said, I don't agree with it. You so know, is, that you know a, is that a sign then? You know why I think they did it? Why? I think they extended the GM and the coach out of spite. And that's a stupid way to run an organization. I, well, hey, man, I... Everything I've heard about the Cardinals owner is he's kind of a dingbat and he's kind of a jackass. So it wouldn't surprise me if Kyler went out and did all that, made a little bit of noise, pissed off the owner, and then the owner's just like, hmm, okay, screw you. I'm not going to pay you, but I'm going to pay the coach and the GM. Kind of like sense. a kind of like a Mr. Illich when he paid Miggy after Scherzer declined that contract. Kind of like, hey, F you. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with it? No. But do I think that's what happened? Uh, yes. Because, you know, people are petty when it comes to like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I, does that, do you guys think Murray is going to be gone? I don't think he'll get treated this offseason, but it sets it up for the future. No, I think the I think the Cardinals end up paying him. I don't see how they I don't see how I, they get away with not paying him. Right? I mean, you can't let you can't let that kind of quarterback walk away. I mean, the you hardest start thing, over. To, the hardest thing to find in the NFL is a franchise quarterback, and he is a franchise quarterback. So I I, I just I'm I'm thinking the same thing, Spencer, because like, I, you don't let a guy like that walk away. Uh, yeah, he showed he showed some signs of not being the best quarterback when his best receiver came out. Oh, maybe you just gotta build more pieces around him then, other than D Hop. I mean, D Hop's big piece, right? But just and they had, D, you know, I don't know. I I just don't see them letting Murray just get traded or walk away. And if he get traded, his 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 value is too high. With even with like Aaron Rodgers' value is high, and Aaron Rodgers is what thirty fucking seven years old or some shit. So I I don't know. I I don't see him. I don't see Murray walking away. I just don't at all. You know what I think Kyler's doing is he's looking at the league. He looks at the market and he says, okay, well, this guy got his deal before his contract was up when like uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, and then like uh, Jared Goff got his deal before his rookie deal was up. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes got his deal before his rookie deal was up. And what he's thinking too is like, man, I want to get my money before something happens like me blowing a knee out or getting hurt bad. 
So especially since like he's been in the league, what was this his third year? Yeah. He's been in the league three years and he's been, you know, he gets dinged up pretty, pretty easily because he's small and he runs. So I don't blame him for trying to chase the bag, but like you really haven't, I don't want to say he hasn't earned it because he led him to the playoffs, but the way that season ended was not ideal. Yeah, it, it, no, it, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, well, I mean, they're going to, I think they're going to end up paying him. They have to. If they don't, then, you know, I hope the Lions still don't have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. drop a bag. But... Yeah. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, I, it would be awesome. But, you know. Man, Malik, uh, Malik Willis, man, Malik Wills looks just like Lamar in the pocket. I mean, it's, I think it's insane comparison. He looks built bigger to me. Yeah, I was to say, I think he's a little bit bigger. Way to compare him to the same person everybody has been comparing him to for the past year. I I haven't listened. I haven't listened to his comparison. That I, uh, it's just really a a tall black quarterback who can, whose uh, main ability is to run and has a cannon for arm. Hmm, who else would he be compared to? I wonder. <laughs> oh shit. I think Mal- I mean I think Malik Willis will be a way better passer than Lamar, but I, I believe so too. And once he grows into it, learns NFL offenses, mm-hmm. reads defenses. But what team is gonna draft him though? That's the thing. What where do we look see him going? I mean it's it's rumored that the Steelers are smitten with him, so <sighs> maybe, I mean maybe they trade up. I don't know. I think I've heard the Panthers are interested. I think he fits that offense better than the, than Pittsburgh. Carolina? Yeah. I mean, don't you think Pittsburgh would alter their offense to fit him, though? Oh, 100%, yes. But And I also think when you have a bad offensive line, what's, what's, what's the best thing to have? A dual-threat quarterback. Oh, 100%. But are you going to teach a whole new offense? Your whole offense was literally based around... Big Ben for what? Fifteen years? Ten years? How long was it? Fifteen years? Twelve years? Something almost, like that? almost twenty years. Oh shit! Oh god! Like almost twenty. Sorry, seasons. Ben. Seventeen or eighteen seasons. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're gonna completely start over. Um, no, you don't. You don't think I mean, so? You, early in Ben's no. career, he was pretty mobile. Hmm. That's why you look at that offense. Uh, you still you have big time uh, downfield threats like Juju Smith-Schuster, still mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson. You still got a big time running game that you can um, take the load off uh, someone like Malik Willis's sh- uh, shoulders with uh, mm-hmm. Najee Harris. Don't forget you have Claypool and uh, Fryermuth too. Right. I mean, really you just need it. What they really need is to revamp their offensive line because it is terrible and it is old. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. The, the offensive line is definitely, it's time. It's time to, you know, rebuild that offensive line. So, yeah, that's why I think I think they get a quarterback with their first pick, and then they go offensive line the second, and so forth. And you know, um, I think they should just wait. I, I don't think they should move up. I know as much as you said they might they might move up to uh, get Malik, but I just say stay where you are. I think there's some good options there. You know, like, if Malik's I mean... gone or. Like we've said, it just depends on how much you really like a guy. I mean, look at what Chicago did last year. They traded from, what, 20 all the way up to number 
12 or whatever to get Justin Fields. Yeah. 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 So, and they did it because they knew that they had to get in front of Minnesota. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. I hope it pays off for, uh, for Fields. I, I don't know. Um, uh, but I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not like a, a risk taker when, if I was like that, you know, like, I feel like I, I would just be the Patriots, sit back and, and, uh, just hope the guy comes to me and, which is hilarious because your GM is the big, uh, your GM in LA is the biggest risk taker out, mm-hmm. out of any GM oh, in the NFL. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Super lucky that we want to, they want to see bullish this year. Super lucky. Because if they didn't, man, you know how much backlash they would have got? I mean, I don't know here. if they would have gotten that much. Oh, the Rams? Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't think they were going to get that much backlash for losing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, hell, they, they brought Stafford in to get him to a Super Bowl and win it. They did. But, I mean, even if they lose the Super Bowl, I don't think anyone's going to be that mad at them. Would there be questions? Yeah. But no one's getting fired. You're not firing somebody who just got to the Super Bowl. I'm saying they lose to they, okay. Let's just let's just let's talk about this for a second. They should have lost, uh, possibly lost those two games before they even got to the Super Bowl, right? Um, they shouldn't have gave up the lead against uh Tampa Bay. Almost blew it there. Uh, San Fran had their number, and so I, I don't know. I I think yeah, but uh, guess what they didn't exactly right, and they won, which is good because cool. I love it, but I don't know. That's why you don't play with hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Because it didn't happen. Very true. Oh, man. uh, The Michigan Wolverines are off to a rough start here, boys. It's all right. They'll get it together. Yeah. Taking some... uh... I mean, honestly, it's... I was just hitting a couple of threes, so... Really wouldn't be that surprising if they have a letdown game after you come off a really emotional win. Yeah. But still, it's a game you need, especially if you want to make the tourney. Mm-hmm. Our chances are good, though, I think. Right, guys? No, you got to still win some more games. They need to either win one of the next two or win out and then get to the tournament and win a game or two. I mean, you're sitting at even if if you if they win out, they're 17 and 12. If you split, you're 16 and 13. That's not great. You're 17 and 13. 17 and 13. Sorry, that doesn't get us a playing game. I mean, you're trying to avoid the playing game. You want to be you want to be a buy. You want to be in the you want to be solidly in the field. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a playing game. Um, yeah, I, I think Michigan has a good chance if they can win out. I, th- I think, um, so you guys think they win two big 10 games that are, excuse me, big 10 conference championship games. You think that gets them in? If they lose out, if they win out, I'm sorry. Like went out, like get two. If they win out, you're in. If they win out the regular season, they're in. Oh, they, okay. So no. Okay. So they, okay. All right. Some like articles I was saying it was reading that they have to like win like a one or two um conference games in the championship like conference championship games and no so, I had I just had to I had to see it's good you know all right so um I didn't want to talk I'm not gonna talk I was gonna talk about this a lot or a little bit not a lot but I was gonna talk about this 
but I'm not going to uh, talk too much about it. But uh, Coach K, um, Duke University has came out and asked um, NTA for a, uh, a favor. Uh, Coach K had nothing to do with this. Um, Bullshit. He had nothing to do Coach with K it. Had right. nothing. Duke, Duke, out Duke doesn't do anything without Coach K's permission. No, Duke didn't have nothing to do with it. He innocent. No, no. Duke is, or Coach K is Duke. I, Don't give me I, that. I, wait, listen, boys. I've been. I, as soon as I saw Duke's, you guys talk about it in the chat, I did not want to bring D- it up. Dips over here trying to trying to like make him the innocent bystander. Like, oh, Duke's just trying to do him a favor because they love him. <laughs> I guarantee you. Coach K went to the AD and said, hey, you need to put this request in because I want to finish. I want to play in Chicago and get my send off done the right way because I'm an egotistical maniac. <laughs> OK, listen, listen. <laughs> Duke, Duke. Am I wrong? No, I mean, he's OK. He's a little he's a little crazy. Yes. I have never seen. OK, maybe I have. He is top three all time in like sports figures I've ever seen when it comes to ego. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane. Like I get it. You're great at what you do. You're largely considered, you know, one of, if not the best coach of all time, I still think Bobby Knight's better, but that's my opinion. Bobby Knight's crazier. Yes. Yeah. I thought so, man. But still that just like, come on, man. And if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, just do it and be honest about it, and don't try to say, "Oh, the university's just doing me a solid." Just say, just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm from Chicago. I, I want to, you know, I want to play the tournament there." A ball. Um. So this was this is what the, the 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 what happened. Everybody that you don't know that doesn't know, uh, Duke um, asked NCAA for. Uh, to be able to play in the Midwest, which is being played in Chicago, um, which is Coach K's uh, hometown, and they uh, they asked NCAA to do this. Um, so, and the the rule is the the um, the higher seed normally goes to the closest region, um, but the school decides preference. So Duke could ultimately go there. Um, so, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a little weird. Yes, but we haven't, in my opinion, we haven't seen a bigger co- this big of a coach. I don't care since Bobby Knight. I since, don't care since Wooden. You know, Jay I agrees. We don't care. No. I don't care that your your coach is retiring. I don't right. give two shits. That's like that's that's almost like saying having Tom Izzo saying, "Hey, can we play the Big Ten Championship Tournament at the Breslin because I'm retiring?" Right. Like Duke shouldn't care where they play; they're going to get a draw. Why does Coach K need to be in Chicago? What's the difference? <laughs> oh, I'm from Chicago. Like, who the fuck do you know in Chicago that's so important? You need to get them to a game. Right. So wait. So in Jawan Howard's last. Uh, when his final year at coaching at Michigan, can he have a tournament game in Chicago? Hey, he's got, he's got a, you know, he's, he's Juwan's more of a Chicago legend than coach K is. Right. Boys. I don't know. Listen, 
there's a lot of there's been a lot of memes, a good funny memes around it. You know, I wanted to share it. Just listen. I no I, no 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 no. It's a meme. <laughs> it's the memes are fine. Memes are funny. But when you come in here being all a dead ass because you want to suck Coach K's seventy nine year old wiener. <laughs> Duke slappy boy. Seventy nine year old wiener. Um <laughs> I don't know how old he is. I'm just assuming he's at least that old. That's funny, Spitzer. Um, got to keep it. A, it's a kid's show. Yeah, I got. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, I feels. Please stay partnered with us. Oh god, I just lost my train of thought, Spitzer. Seven. I can just all I hear is seventy-nine-year-old wiener. Oh god. Um, I cannot stand Coach K. It's the same reason I can't stand Dick Vitale. He's an old ass. With horrible opinions. Do not compare Coach K to Dick Vitale, you dirty whore. It's the same situation. Mm. Old as shit, has horrible opinions, and just thinks he's important because he's old. Yeah, make it all about me. Yeah. And and that's why why Coach K won't let go of the program. That's why he still wants control when he retires. Because if he retires... No, I retired. I'm done. You built that fucking program. Why Why should you have any... Why should you have any say you're retired? You You're built that program. For a reason. Your name is on the court for a reason. Coach K just can't. He, and if you, you know what, my and the thing is, if you don't want to let go, then don't retire. Right. Just stay. But he won't. He still wants control because he's an egomaniacal freak. Okay. He's a little crazy. I'll give you that. Okay. A little. Yeah. Who does this? That'd be like me saying, "Oh, I'm the CEO of like McDonald's, and I'm retiring." but I still want to run the company from my couch. Huh? <laughs> make it make sense. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I agree with you. He's a Roy little... Williams didn't do this. I'm a Roy Williams fan. I like him better than Coach K. Yeah, but he didn't spend his whole career in, in North Carolina. It doesn't matter. He's a legendary coach. He didn't, he didn't ask for all this stupid bullshit farewell tour. I want everyone to, you know, serenade me and try to take me to bed. He didn't ask for that. He went out. He finished his last year, handed the program over to Hubert Davis. And now you see him rolling around going to random games and having a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I Okay, you're right. All right. All right. That's not going to. I'm not gonna. And, like, look, and I don't have a problem with Coach K wanting to be involved with the program. I don't. I'm not saying he shouldn't have right. the right to do that. But he, if he has you every want control, right. if you want control of basketball operations, be the AD, right? Or be if like, not shut up. Or yeah, or say, hey, I can't. I don't have the energy to coach anymore. I still want to be involved. I'm going to be like an assistant to the athletic director, and then basically just oversee men's basketball and just be like, if the coaches have questions, you can be an advisor. Do that. Just be honest about it. Don't give me this runaround of, oh, I'm retiring, but I'm still going to run the program. And I, I cucked Tommy Amaker out of a great job because yeah. I want my guy in there. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. And I agree with you. That's fucked up. Uh, what he did for Tommy. Uh, I think, I think he deserved that job. I think he would have been great there to kind of show, Hey, I'm, I'm a good coach. You know, I did what, look what I did at Harvard, you know, look what I did at Michigan. Yeah. It wasn't like the best, but I, you know, I had I had what I had, and I had to take. Hey, you know. Like Jay said, 
he did the best he could in yeah. a Michigan program that was in a really bad place. Right. Exactly. hundred percent. I think he would have done a fantastic job at Duke. Um, but I, 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 I don't want to hope this on my, on the, my Duke team, but I kind of want to see them crash and burn and be like, all right, well, th- he's not the option. That's the thing that he wasn't the option. Duke doesn't not want him to be in that spot right now to be the head coach. They don't, want john there they they did they kind of put him there as a all right let's see what happens in a couple years maybe maybe then he'll no, stay i no, i don't I, think so i don't if they didn't want him there i don't think that i think they would have told coach k no but the, and that's the thing that's the thing now that this came out saying that coach k was behind the tommy amaker thing now i'm starting to wonder is coach k really his hand is all up in that shit uh because because of that um, so and you know what the dumbest part is? If Duke basketball fails after he leaves yeah. with John Shire, it's Coach K's fault. Oh, I, I, I unfortunately and to, have to. And to me, you. and to me, that should taint your legacy. But you know uh, what? It won't. Yes, uh, because if you retire and everybody knows that you're the reason you didn't hire a really good coach because you wanted your guy, so you could still have your hand in the cookie jar, that should be a mark on your legacy. Because you ruined the program after you left, even though you could have wiped your hands clean and been done. I I, I agree with you on some of that stuff, but I'm not going to go with that full full blown. But I see where you're coming from, Spencer. I I understand completely. But Which I, and I don't think Duke will crash and burn. I think John Shire will do. Is it John Shire? Yeah, I think he'll do just fine. Duke is Duke. They have the brand built up. They're going to recruit fine. It just depends. On, is Shire a good coach? I don't know. I mean, the whole, the whole, that whole coaching staff is literally 2011 and backwards players. I mean, I mean, he's been doing that his whole career, though. Coach K has a higher yeah, yeah, players. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I um, I did, I want to, I did want to share this meme. It said, uh, it said, does he get to pick his opponents too? LOL. Um, it's kind of I funny. mean, you look you look what happens when you don't get to pick your non-conference opponents for one season last year, and he didn't make the tournament. Okay, so here's the rule, though. Um, every D1 school has been asked, if you are the number one overall seed, which first, second round site, and which regional site is preferred? If you aren't the number one uh, seed, your submission goes in the trash, and the bracketing principles are used. So Duke... Yeah, and they're I, not going to have the number one exactly. seed. Exactly. Unless they win out and some shit happens below them, above them. But come on. I think you just, just, just shush. Yeah, but you don't think some, they'd do some bullshit for Coach K because they want to slob on his knob? Oh, and dude, they're, for the they're, mo- they're a two seed and they decide, uh, hey, we're going to put him in Chicago. For the Fuck money? It. Oh, yeah. You, you're going exactly. to see Duke why, in that's Chicago. That's why Duke submitted the request because they know what doesn't matter what seed they are. They're still Duke. And they know the NCAA is going to do what's best for the money. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't agree with any of this. I don't. I, I don't like any of this. Um, I didn't like any of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I knew you guys were going to get heated about that. Um, but after the break here, shortly in about two minutes, we're gonna. Uh, Jay has another player for our mock draft pick for the lions at number two um first week was kyle a uh, first yeah first week was kyle hamilton from the notre dame fighting irish um jay made some strong points 
So we'll we'll see what Jay has to offer the next player. Just about um, talked me into it. Yeah, he, I, actually, Jay, like I'm sitting there and I was talking to some people in Discord about it, and they're like, "I'm listening," and you know, and I said some more stuff, and they're like, "Okay, this doesn't sound like a bad idea." I think the thing I like the least about it is paying a safety nine million dollars right off the bat. Why? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of. It's just a lot of money for a safety, especially a rookie who's not proven. Mm-hmm. It is true. That is true. Well, can you say, can you say about but, everybody else though? Every position though. Yeah, but you're 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 it's, it's safer to pay a guy like a quarterback or a a, a D end. It's a more of a sure bet that they're going to produce. Are they though? I mean, are picking a quarterback too? Are you sure there's a quarterback out there? Especially because his first year he's not going to play. I mean, I should rephrase that. I mean, like in general, like normally during a draft. Now, not specifically this year, but we're looking at this year. So this year, I think you're more surefire to do it with like an offensive tackle like the Jaguars probably do. I don't know. The Jaguars are stupid. I mean, Evan Neal's pretty pretty can't miss, if you ask me. Oh, that's he's, not what I've heard, though. He's pretty heard good. He's pretty good, but it's not like um, Joe Thomas or Jake Long. No. I mean, I've heard I've heard a lot of people say a lot of people like the kid from North Carolina State better. Uh, yeah, um, Mel Kiper does, which which means uh, even more for uh, drafting Neil first overall. Mm-hmm. True, very true. I know the guy from Mississippi State's going to be good too, Charles Cross. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that'll be interesting. But it will be. My God, dude, um, Michigan looks awful. Yeah, they're playing pretty bad. All right, so we'll be right back. Uh, hang out for the new ad brought to you by Life Fuels. And uh, with, we'll be right back with uh, Jay's second player of our draft for the Lions. Be right back. Welcome back. Hi, to Jay. Odd. Question mark. What? Spencer, you good? Jay, Jay, did you witness my dyslexia? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, man. I wish I should have kept the bloopers, and that was hilarious, Spencer. Um, it's 19 six, Fuck. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Ah, oh, well, while you were stuttering over there, Michigan Kent got on like a little nice four four zero run there. I cut the lead down to thirteen. Um, welcome back to the episode. Um, it's down to ten now. Oh yep. Uh oh, let's go. Um, Jay, your first player almost persuaded us. So who is your second player this week? And try to tell us to, who we think. Right, we all you know we all have an opinion on who we think. Try to I know I, I know who it is. Uh-oh. We'll let we'll let Dippy do go here. Oh, you I don't know who it is. No, I mean like, who do you think who do you think it is? I hope it's Aiden Hutchinson. It's 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 not. Jay, who is it? All right, so Spencer already knows, and this is definitely going to be the hardest one out of my five to convince for sure. But uh. This week, it's going to be uh, Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU. Oh, that makes sense now. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of Lions fans have PTSD from two years ago with uh, Okuda. Uh, me and Spencer were talking about it before the podcast, though. Okuda may be a bust, but he had all the tools coming out of college. Mm-hmm. It's He... He's been majorly injured his first two seasons in his first year, his uh, where he did have like a well, not a full season, but more than half of a season. Mm-hmm. He had a shit uh, coaching staff around him. 
So every Lions fan's going to look at that, and there's no way we can take a corner at two. But Derek Stingley's different. First of all, he's incredibly fast. He didn't run the 40. uh, He's not running the 40 in the combine. He's still coming off of a foot injury he had during the season where he only played three games. He had to have surgery on his foot. But foot injuries, pretty low on the scale of injuries that are going to come back and haunt you and affect you as long as it heals up right, which he should be because he won't have to do anything till mini camp, which is beginning of May, I think. So he's still got two, two months to heal up. But anyways, incredibly fast. Um, coming into LSU, he was clocked at running like a f- in the four threes for a cornerback. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. Um the biggest difference between him and Okuda, and I'm just comparing him to Okuda because that's who every Lions fan's going to compare him with, is he's uh, very comfortable working or playing in zone and man. Okuda was a strictly man coverage corner, a man press coverage corner coming out of Ohio State. Well, LSU's defense is a lot more nuanced than Ohio State's is. Yeah. Ohio State offensively and defensively, their whole thing is we have athletes better than yours and we're going to let them make plays. And LSU's defense, especially their secondary, is not like that at all. You've seen the big-time players that have come out of LSU's secondary. Uh, Maurice Claiborne, Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, uh, Grant Delpit. Insane amount of talent that comes from LSU. They really know how to coach them up up there. Um, But like I said, very comfortable in zone, uh, zone defense and man. He's really consistent, too. Um, he, As a freshman, he was a unanimous All-American. Not a freshman All-American, a legit All-American. Yeah. His freshman year, he had six, uh, six picks and 15 pass deflections. And a lot, big part of that is he was a receiver into high school. I think his senior year in high school, he switched to being a corner. He was uh, Rivals' number one overall player coming out instead of Thibodeau. 20, I think 24-7 in ESPN, it was Thibodeau for rivals. It was Stingley Jr. But he, So since he's a former receiver, he's very good in the air, very good at blo- uh, deflecting passes, uh, attacking the high point of the ball, which is you know right at the high point when you jump. And then when, even when the receiver in his hands, he's, he does very well at breaking up passes. Another thing he does really well is getting off blocks in the run game, like – he has no trouble getting off blocks from receivers. He's a pretty good, uh, he's a pretty good tackler. He's willing to uh, tackle in the run game, which is something, especially the Lions defense, they ask their corners to do. Another big thing about him is he's really smart. He doesn't get fooled on play action. He can tell when it's a run or a pass. The few times he has been burned on play action, his recovery speed is so good that it doesn't even matter. You have that millimeter second where the receiver might have a step on him, but he's instantly right back there. Yeah, I saw the – sorry to cut you off in the middle of that. uh, No, you're good. The 40 – I saw something here. I'm looking up his uh, draft – or his stats for his – since his freshman year, he has completion rating – completion percentage of 41%. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And uh, he's kind of evolved during his uh, college career as a corner. Like I said, his first year, he had the six picks and 15 pass uh, 
passes broken up the next year, he had uh, no interceptions and only five pass breakups, but he had two and a half tackles for a loss and a fumble. And then in three games this year in L- LSU, he had three and a half tackles for a loss, which is absurd for a corner. Most corners don't even get that in a season, let alone three games. So he's very uh, into it in the run game, very fast. I don't want to get too technical because I don't give a shit about players' hips and their fluidity and stuff. I get why it's important to a cornerback position, but I'm a lineman, so I don't care about that. <laughs> but according to, stat, according to scouts, he's very good at that and very fluid, so he can turn very well. Hashtag hog for life. Hey. But yeah, he's was a first-team All-American his first year. He's been a two-time first-team All-SEC player, which it's the SEC. If, you, if you're an All-SEC player, you're pretty good. Yeah. Um, not much to talk about with corners, really, than that. You're looking at coverage, and you're looking at run support, and he does both of them extremely well. The fact that he can play zone and manned is a huge thing. Where he fits with the Lions, the Lions don't have a huge need at corner. At least I personally don't think so. The corner whose name I can never say, Spencer, the one from Penn State. Omani Arawarie. Arawarie. I can never remember his last name. Like I said last week, he had a breakout year. He's going to be your starting outside corner. Derek Steenling Jr. would take the other outside corner, and then you'd have Parker or Jones as your nickel. So it's not a huge need. But still, having a shutdown secondary is something Detroit's never even had. Even when Detroit's defense was good, it was because they had a dominant defensive line. We've never seen something like this uh, where you could have something if you draft right, you draft, if you bring back Tracy Walker and maybe draft a strong safety in like the third, fourth round, you could have your own Legion of Boom. Hmm. Like, like that. Derek Stingley could be. He doesn't play the same game as Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman was a really physical corner, really press corner, but he's good enough. Where Derek Stingley, I would be very surprised if he's not a lockdown corner. Whoever gets drafted. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting the comparison of you, like what you're saying, and looking at his stats, and I'm kind of getting. Uh, Revis Island vibes here. Right. The only problem... So for me, he's outside of probably Hutchinson and Kyle Hamilton. He's probably the third most NFL-ready, can't-miss guy. Like, I'd put him above Thibodeau. I think he's somebody who's just going to excel. He has all the tools... He comes from a university that knows how to coach secondary players. Mm-hmm. He's got the physical abilities. He's got the knowledge. He knows how to work in any defensive system. Like he's, I don't think he's a no doubter just because there's only, there's really only one player who I think is a no doubter. And that was Kyle Hamilton, but he's right up there. I think with Hutch as somebody who basically 90% chance he's going to be a star in the NFL. Hmm. Spencer, what do you what do you, what do you got? What do you got? Um, I I like what Jay said. I think I uh, made some good points there. I just n- never again. 
I don't ever want to see the Lions. I don't ever want to see them take that. a corner in the top I under- two or three. I understand that, but that's not an outlook you can have. Just because it burned right. you once doesn't mean you can't ever go at it again. I just and also it's just the positional value doesn't seem like it's worth a number two pick. I feel like you can go find. I mean, maybe you can't find like that superstar corner, like in free agency or later in the draft, but. You can find enough guys who fit your system well enough to where you can put together a good defense. I mean, is it, I, I mean, until the Rams this year, what team really had that superstar, high-paid corner on their defense? I mean, the Bucks didn't really have one. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs didn't have a corner. I mean, they had they had the Honey Badger, but I mean, he's a safety. Who plays uh, nickel? But the Bucks had Tom Brady. True. I mean, and then the Patriots. I mean, do you count Stefan Gilmore with the Patriots? I would say he was when he when the Patriots were winning Super Bowl. Stefan Gilmore was probably the best corner in the NFL for at least a year so, or two. So I mean, the Patriots had that, but I just I'm not a huge fan at paying corners a crap ton of money. I mean, it's it's rare that it ever works out. But, I mean, that is a different scenario than drafting one high, but yeah. like, corner, is, corner is a position where you're going to get productivity for at least a good 10 years yeah. before they start to fall off. Um, but outside of like that, the issue, the issues there, I guess, like we talked about before the podcast, I think the one issue I hear about um, Stingley is that a lot of people don't know if he really likes playing football that much. Well, not likes, but he doesn't love the game. No passion. Right. They're like, they don't know how long they're like, they don't know how long they can keep him interested in um, wanting to be a a great player. His effort is uh, the word that with Akron was tossed. Right. And and the last, and the last player, you have the same question with Thibodeau. Right. True. And I agree agree with that. uh, Jay, a hundred percent. Right. That's very true. But I mean, if it were me, I'd rather take my chances at Kayvon. See, I'm not so sure. I think Stingley Jr. is more of a sure thing than Thibodeau is. And I think it boils, especially for the Lions, I think it boils down to need, which, I, like you said, I don't think they have a glaring need at corner. And they, I don't they think really they have need. a glaring need at pass rusher either, though. I mean, I would say it's higher up on the list than corner. Maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't think by much. I Honestly, I think they need the thing they need the most is – a linebacking core that can function. Right. Linebacker would be number one, then quarterback, then probably receiver. Right. Hmm. But interesting. I enjoy, I enjoyed your Kyle Hamilton argument better just because I'm. I enjoyed my Kyle Har- Hamilton argument better because I'm very much in the same boat as you Spencer, but in my right. argument, I can't say that. Right. <laughs> right. True. Right. Right. Um, like, hey, you know how I, you know, I really feel this way about it, but uh, I don't want to tell you that. <laughs> right. And I mean, that's like, we, we all three of us have an idea of who we want in number two. And what's good about this, it, it opens our mind more. Like, what if ha- that happens? Like, to be honest, I don't want Thibodeau. I, I haven't been liking what the scouts have been saying. I don't know if that's just all hoopla. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, 
I did hear what he had to say to that, and like, I mean, he just he gave the he gave that basic answer, the basic answers to all those. What questions. else is he gonna say? I exactly. hate football. Right, right. So like, I, I don't know. I I don't I don't that want that. That would be hilarious I, if we did, though. I would that, laugh. My that'd ass be so off. funny. But yeah, I don't fucking care. I'm just here for the money, right? Um, no, but like, I don't know what to expect from him. Well, that's the thing. Nobody knows what to expect with a player. You have your ideas, but. Mm-hmm. I would more. I. I mean, who knew Mike Rogers would eat himself out of the league? Right. Oh, true. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew Jamarcus Russell was going to be Jamarcus Russell? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, apparently everybody besides the Raiders. Right. Poor bastards. I mean, did anyone? Did you guys think Johnny Menzel would fail? Uh, no. Oh, yes. See, I, I thought he'd be. Did, yes. I thought he'd be okay, but I mean, the mental issues were obviously way worse than I predicted. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why if I had like out of the two guys right now, I know we have uh, six or seven. Jay, you said, um, I, right now, I am more inclined to choose Kyle Hamilton out of those two right now oh i mean i don't i guess i'll wait to the end to say who i when at the end of the fifth week okay to say who i want because yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose yeah i say i mean out of the two we've talked about i would take kyle hamilton for sure so they were, the only I'm, thing i would i mean something i would say about stingley over hamilton is there's a good chance Stingley does become that lockdown corner and a lockdown corner in a defense is more valuable than a do it all safety. Even mm. if he's a Harris, even if he's Harrison Smith or Eric Berry yeah, yeah. or Sean Taylor or Troy Palomalu or Ed Reed, a Darrell Rivas is still going to be more valuable than a player like that. Yeah. Right. And I I think Stingley Jr. can get to that level. How long does it take? And can he avoid injuries? I mean that's that's the question. You ask you ask every player can he avoid injuries? I mean one injury can do derail anyone's career. And like I said, he had a foot injury this year. I don't think it's a big deal. I honestly don't. But yeah. I, for the for the for the effect of like what I think football is now in the NFL with throw the ball throw the ball throw the ball deep downfield and let's see what happens. I think that would be good to have that kind of a player there to kind of keep those deep balls from you know being the issue and because he is super fast. And he can keep up with the vertical routes. Plus, if he de- if he develops like I think he will, <clears throat> you can put a warrior to the other side, right. and you have Stingley Jr. on a team's number one, and then you have another really good corner on their number two. Let's just hope that Jeff Okuda ends up being what we hope he can be, or at least close yeah. to it. I, I think I, I would th- like that. Yeah, same. I I just I don't know. I, I like our secondary. I know it's it's it didn't they didn't play well, of course, but I I like the uh, the building the pieces around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Now, maybe if, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton or Derek uh, Stingley would would be the answer, you know. So now, if uh, if the Lions did go and take someone like Stingley at two, then I think that kind of tells you what they think about uh, their corners outside of Awarie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would pretty much tell me that they don't think Okuda's got anything. They don't really trust Jerry Jacobs. They don't trust AJ Parker. It's just yeah. No, I wouldn't say you want to trust AJ Parker because AJ Parker is your slot guy. That's true, yeah. But it would say so, a lot about how they feel about Okuda. Right. I'm going to cry. Why? Why? Iowa won't stop making threes. Yeah, they're they're bearing everything. I'm not done. Um, come back to Kyle. They're pissed. They're pissed they blew uh, the Big Ten to Wisconsin. Oh, this is so sad. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I I like Stingley out of the cornerbacks, though. I do like him out of those guys. Oh, he's by far the best. Yeah. One. Yeah. I uh, I don't know why people like when the guys from NFL Network are putting him like as the second best corner behind uh uh what's that guy's name Sauce Gardner Sauce. Yeah, that's how I remember it. Um. Yeah. Ahmad. Yeah, so I I don't know, man. I, I, I think I think Stingley is better comparison than than, than Sauce Boy, but I don't know. I like I do like the fact that he is six one, you know, one ninety five. I think that's a perfect speed a perfect height um for that. But I don't know, Jay. I'm so scared. I'm scared, Jay. I'm scared to take him into the corner. That's my fear. But well, well, well said on the player. I'm excited to keep see this see this keep going. Three more players left with uh, about two extra players, so that's awesome. Um, let's see. Would you guys like to guess on who you think I'll be doing next week? Yeah, let me. Another defensive player? Possibly. Possibly not. Uh... <laughs> Iki Kawanu. No. Oh, that's like his name. <laughs> um what, oh, uh that linebacker out of Georgia. Uh nope, he's not by five. No, whoa, okay. And it's five other than Hutch or Thibodeau, right? No. Hutch and Thibodeau are in there. Oh. So is it is it Thibodeau? Not next week. Hutchinson. Devin Lloyd? No, next week. Uh, is it a receiver? No. Oh. Hmm. Next week, boys, we're going to Liberty. Oh, Whoa. no. Malik Willis, huh? Yep. I was about to say quarterback, but interesting. Remember, these five are one are only because I've seen these mocked to the Lions by somebody. I right. would love to see that mock, Jay, uh, uh, next week when we come. I want you to, when you're talking Eric about it, send me that Eric mock. Stealing juniors, I think I've seen one. Okay. Where, and it was from, uh, I think, somebody on CBS. Okay. Malik Willis, I've seen a few of them say him at two. All right. I, I, I have I have my doubts, but I also have my, I'm also positive. I do like, I, um, I don't know. I, I, 
I guarantee you I will do a lot better at convincing for uh, Willis than I I was able to for Stingley. Oh yeah, I think I just think our we have a bad taste in our mouths. You know, just a little bit. You know, Stingley's a hell of a a hell of a player though. I I do give you that. He's gonna go to like Atlanta and he's gonna be really good. Yeah, yeah, for real. Excited. I'm excited. I heard a rumor. Oh. No, it was an it was an old rumor during the season that said Buffalo might trade up for to get him, but they're too far away. They would never trade up for oh into see, the top five for him. You guys see Buffalo wants Gronk. I did. Yeah, I don't I think it'll that. happen. Gronk's I, made it pretty pretty clear he's not playing without Brady. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I mean, you know, if there's anyone they could convince him to play with, though, it pro- it might be Josh Allen. Maybe, but I mean, they they already I think have he'd a be, I, one. I, I think he'd be fun, just for him and the uh, Bills Mafia together. Yeah. That would be a good combo. Um, question for you, Spencer: What Super Bowl was it where he was doing the Super Bowl media day, and he was like reading like erotic fan fiction of himself that somebody wrote him? Oh God! I don't remember that. I don't remember which Super Bowl it was. uh, About uh, how like saying they wanted him to like Gronk spike a football up their ass. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't remember which one that was. I think it was the year they played the Falcons, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Right. It might have been. I think it was either the Falcons or the Eagles. If it was against the Eagles, it's probably why they lost. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was reading something. Um. I have a question actually from uh, uh, for the pod. He asked us about um, is there a player that's not. Uh, like been super on the radar in our opinion. That's gonna uh make some noise and uh really m- might go up. You know, might get drafted high. <clears throat> Try um, to think. Wait till more. after the com- Wait till after the combine ends, because yeah, then we'll have a better, better idea of who's gonna shoot up. Okay, I like that. I mean. Trying to think about, I mean, that's off the top of my head. I mean, I think you're going to see a quarterback go in the top 10 and, and just fly up the draft board. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Um, oh, I mean, I've seen, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. It just depends. I mean, you could see shit that kid from Baylor, that receiver that ran a fucking 4 2 1 could jump up really high because he's fast. Yeah, right. yeah, but I think people saw what happened with John Ross and was like, yeah, we're not going to get fooled by that again. Well, John John like, Ross, in his defense, he was like a first to second round projection even before that. Yeah, but pure purely speed receivers in the first round have tended not to work out so great in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. I mean, what's John the last? Ross, Bassard, Perryman. Who's the last like, players pure like speed that guy? They only have speed tend not to work out so great. I mean, pure speed that worked out like would be like, You'd say Tyreek Hill. And he was in the third round. He was undrafted. Tyreek Hill was? I'm pretty sure. No. 
Was I don't think I thought so. he was. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but I don't think he was. Fifth round. Sorry, you're right. Fifth round. He was drafted uh, in the fifth. Yeah, I said third round, but I was thinking of Kareem Hunt. Yep. He was drafted right after uh, Galladay. Yep. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's okay. He's, the Raiders... pretty, much, he's pretty much the outlier. The Raiders really? are going to draft with their first round. They're going to draft a kid from Baylor just because he had a 4 2 1. Who's that? Uh, the Raiders. Because they like no, speed. no, the Raiders. The Raiders actually have people in charge that aren't cartoon characters. <laughs> who is their DM now? I forgot. Uh, I don't remember who they hired. All I know is they hired uh, McDaniel's. Nah, not Spencer. Even uh, even Deshaun Jackson was a second round pick. Was he? Yeah, I thought he was a first two, but no, he's second. The Raiders GM is Dave Ziegler. Hmm. He was the Patriots uh, director of player personnel. Now, see how that went for the Lions. Right. Of course, they hire him, and then McDaniels goes over there. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, we shall see, boys. Um, but, yeah, just just look at these past uh, receivers, first-round receivers, purely on speed. DJ Moore, who's done pretty well. Mm-hmm. John Ross. Bust. Bust. Um, Will Fuller. When he's healthy, he's good, but he's never healthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. everybody's dark horse. Devontae Parker. I don't another another guy who's good but never yeah. healthy. Yeah. Kevin White. I uh, injuries ruined his career early. Right. He never got he, he never even got started with Chicago. Mm-mm. Um Rashard Perryman, like I said. Rashad Perriman's funny because he's never really been injured. He's got and someone said it best during one of his uh, during a Lions game. It was like always had the skills and the tools, just couldn't play. Right. Sammy Watkins. Is that an okay career? He didn't live up to where he was picked, though. True. Uh, Tavon Austin. Yeah, true. Cordell Patterson, who didn't do anything offensively till he got moved to line or running back. Right. Uh, Kendall Wright, another former Baylor receiver. Where? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was he the? Is that the draft where they had two first round picks? Uh, I'm not sure. It was him, and then the dude that went to Cleveland. Uh, no, the first round picks receiver wise that year was uh, Blackman from Oklahoma State. Michael another. Floyd. There's another one. Michael Floyd from Notre Dame. He was good uh, Kend- until he got that DUI. Right. Kendall Wright from uh, Baylor and then A.J. Jenkins. Who, who spent two list. years in the NFL. Who the hell? I, I, so, I'm yeah, just... pure speed receivers do not tend to work out in the first round. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, uh, I will. I, 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 I like speed because I feel like that's like the thing now. Like I know you do, but it doesn't work. Yeah, it, yeah, I agree with you. That's, I mean, that's that's why when you said you wanted uh, Henry Ruggs over Judy and um, CJ uh, mm-hmm. CD Lamb, 
we laid into you about it. <laughs> Glad that never happened. Uh, maybe if he was in Detroit, he would have done. Um, not that Jerry Judy can really stay healthy. No, he's struggling too. Yeah, yeah, he's struggling with uh, injuries. When he's healthy, he's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And obviously, C.D. Lamb's basically uh, taken over for Amari Cooper in Dallas, but. Yep, yep. It's it's interesting to see if how far how high after his uh tomorrow after the, like, they start talking about the kid from Baylor and his crazy forty and and see what his his stats or see where he pops up at. Um, I don't think he'll be in the first round. No, I I, I agree with you. I don't think so either. But well, boys, I think that is a perfect. Way to end it, Jay. Thank you for the second player of of this draft. I I, I will we'll be back with the third player. We had a little hint who it is. I'm excited to talk about him. I I, I have uh, some statistics. I have I have some other articles I've read about him. I I'm excited to hear what Jay has to offer. Um, again, go to lifefields.com. Use the code three idiots. That's three. Spencer, what was it? What did you used to say, Spencer? It was it was T H. It was not. It, oh, it was. It was number, three, not T H R E. Yeah, yeah. It's the number three, not T H R E. There you go. It's three, yeah, the number three. It. Idiots. That's the code. You get fifteen percent off your entire purchase. Oh, use that code. Show some love. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, also go to our socials. There? Follow what? Oh, I was never mind. I thought there were never. I was wrong. I was talking about. So I thought there was two Baylor receivers selected in the first round that draft, mm -hmm. and it was uh, there was two receivers, both from Texas, but one was Baylor, one was TCU. My bad. How dare you? It was uh, it was Corey Coleman and Josh Doxson. You remember that one? I do. That was just a shit fest of a uh, receiver draft. <laughs> it was. It really was. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, but yes. Buy life fuels. Support, support your boys. Yeah, please. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next week with uh, a new, fresh episode. Uh, or maybe can't you wait. Won't. We don't know. What? What? So or maybe you won't. We don't know. You got a bunch of weird shit going on in the world. Yeah, that's true. Stay safe, everybody out there. Uh, we uh, everything's prayers, going on right. Prayers up to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh crazy stuff going on right now. Um hope everything uh settles down and we can get back to normal. We beat COVID though, boys. We beat COVID. Um is it, is it a, did we officially beat COVID? I, I, I think yeah, we officially beat COVID. I think it's officially beaten. Yeah, let's go. God, we didn't beat COVID, so they had to start World War Three. Yeah, population, that's exactly what happened. Gotta control the population somehow. Yeah, that's right. No, it's For because sure. we beat COVID that you had to start right. World yeah, War Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We couldn't beat COVID, so this oh shit, you're right. <laughs> I meant to say COVID, COVID couldn't beat us. Dyslexic. Oh, man. 16, 19, fuck. All right. People, people are going to know this. But before we leave, I was trying to record our Life Fuels ad. And part of the ad is to say that it holds 16.9 fluid ounces. And I did it two times in a row where I said 19.6. <laughs> and the first time I did it, I was like, bottle holds 19 point fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh... And with Ignore that, me. and with that, we're just trying to oversell the product. <laughs> we are, we are.
Uh, Life but... Fuels is like legal cocaine. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. And for for legal reasons, that's a joke. Life Fuels is crystal meth in a can. Okay, all right. And with that... <laughs> that's that's a reference. Life Fuels don't fire us. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Oh. No cider for the Calder. Yes. Agreed. Oh, let's go.